The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Psych Up Live with your host, Dr. Suzanne Phillips. This is the show that brings you a psychological perspective on common and current life issues. Here is Dr. Suzanne Phillips. Welcome. Hi, Suzanne Phillips. Thanks for joining me again on Psych Up Live. As we slowly head out of the pandemic, we feel both the excitement of going forward and the emotional drain and physical impact of a year and a half of anxiety, confusion, and loss. We struggle between distrust and desire for connection, between hesitation and holding on to hope. Our guest expert today, Dr. Elijah Goldstein, is the perfect guide as we move out of our personal and collective pain into power and potential. Dr. Goldstein is a returning guest to Psych Up Live and is one of the world's preeminent mindfulness teachers, a clinical psychologist, founder of the Mindful Living Collective, and creative of the creator of the breakthrough new program, Uncover the Power Within, which he will be sharing with us today. For the last 20 years, Dr. Goldstein has been at the forefront of integrating curriculum and training for therapists, educators, business professionals, military, parents, and others in the arts and science of mindful living. His books include Uncovering Happiness, The Now Effect, a mindfulness-based stress reduction workbook, and Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction for Everyday Life. Dr. Elijah Goldstein, it is my privilege to welcome you back to Psych Up Live. I'm so happy to be here. It's also my privilege to be here. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. So, Elijah, you have been on a mission for years, and our show and our connection and your coming on Psych Up Live, as you say, has been over a number of years. You've been on this mission to help people uncover happiness, reduce stress, depression, often using small steps and powerful tools. So, what is it about your own past and your own journey that brings you to this work with such passion and eagerness to pass it forward. Thank you for asking that. Um, I, uh, you know, I was, I I found this work of, um, let's say, coming to a sense of creating my own internal confidence so that I can focus on what matters more and just, and also just enjoy life more (laughs) as it is from my own struggles as many people do. And, and, uh, you know, there was a time many years ago where I was in the corporate world and I was working a- in San Francisco during the dot-com boom. And I was working hard. And as the saying goes, I was playing a whole lot harder. And, um, you know, most people would find me south of Market Street, for those who know San Francisco, um, after hours and into the next day. Um, and uh, there was a point in time where I told myself and I told my friends, like, I would see this guy at some of the seedier clubs out there. And I said, if I ever end up with this guy, you guys know I've hit rock bottom. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's, give me some kind of wake-up call, please. And, um, and there I was at South of Market Street again in a broken-down limousine with this guy, um, just trying to get something from him, some kind of drug that would help me stay awake 
um, so I can go to work the next day because um, mm. I had been, you know, up for uh, numerous days. And it was that moment that I just kind of woke up and I said, oh, my God, what am I doing? My family had an intervention with me and they sent me away. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say something. They invited me <laughs> <laughs> to take a break from the corporate world. And, and, and the thing was, I was so successful in the corporate world that it was almost like it was masked. My issues were masked. Mm. And I was like, how can I be doing this well and still be such a mess at the same time? And it's interesting when we think about things like that, we can be both at the same time and as we can be externally doing really well and we can be internally a mess. And, and for me, that was the case. And so I went away for a month and, and got introduced to this guy came up to me who knew a little bit more than I did. And previous to this, by the way, I had struggled with panic attacks. I'd struggled with insomnia and, um, and this guy came up to me with a simple experience of an orange and I kind of rolled my eyes at him and he said, just humor me for a second. And he had me, you know, take this orange in my hand and, um, and just kind of look at it with my eyes and notice it carefully and with a sense of curiosity and open it up. And I saw this zest pop up in front of me and I was really taken aback. Um, and even if you're listening to this right now, I was like, what is he talking about? Like an orange? Just bear with me through the story. You're going to see. So the, the, the zest popped up and I was surprised and I started to investigate the orange and notice all these membranes and, you know, all these veins in there that I'd never seen before. And I, he said, well, now put it in your mouth and see what you taste. And I tasted and then this explosion of juice came out all over my mouth. And I, there was taste buds that I never knew existed before. And then he said, well, how do you feel? I said, well, my body feels really relaxed. He said, what would the days, weeks, and months ahead be like if you could have more of this in your life? And I said, well, that's great. Sign me up. That's what exactly mm-hmm. what I want. And so then for the next month, I was like floating like on high. I, I, I thought this is it for me. Like this is amazing. And then I went back to the corporate world after that. And within two weeks, I was back to my old way of doing things. But a, a seed was planted and that two-week fall down or relapse or whatever you want to call it um, taught me something. It taught me that um, creating the change and shifts we want in our lives is not just an inside job. And, um, and that's where we, sometimes we don't realize we, we, we fault ourselves because we think we want to make changes in life, whether it's with our eating our exercise, maybe we're over consuming digital devices, drugs and alcohol, things like that. And we think like it's up to us to make this change. And, and while there's some truth to that, there's an outside factor too. We have, we're so susceptible to social cues and influences and, and our environment that we have to understand there's an interdependence here when it comes to making the changes we want to make. And I started to discover that with myself and removed myself. Mm. And went, that's when I went back to school to become a psychologist. And after reading and intro- being introduced to new people, and I wanted to, and I discovered these powers within myself and continue to do so, by the way, continue to be a student around this and mm. wanted to help myself and help other people along the way do the same. Mm. It's such a powerful story, my goodness. Um, and I, I don't know if you agree with this, but I think for a while, as you described it, people actually think they can hold the line in the corporate world or whatever world while their private world is falling apart or their private world is a dark world of drugs, addiction, et cetera, you know, et cetera. It just doesn't hold for that long, uh, you know, even as you say with the, with the relapse. But the wonderful part is talk about getting onto a new planet and, and your urge to bring people with you uh, is what is to be applauded. So, Elijah, you have 
you, you, I want our audience to know that once you start becoming involved with any of the work and the programs that Elijah offers, he's a very constant companion with you. You, I mean, a three-minute YouTube, a five-minute will just keep you connected. And, and what, what you're talking about, Elijah, in terms of thinking you have to do it alone, I, I, every time I think about you, I think about how your email might pop up with a three or five minute, um, you know, YouTube that just gives you something like that orange to think about that day and I think really helps people. But let's expand on that to ask, what is it? What is this new program that we're talking about the uh, to uncover the power within. How is it different from the other programs? And tell us a little bit about it. Well, it, it, you know, so here's here's I, I I've been created programs for quite a while. Ever since I you know before <laughs> before I really the internet was there, and I was creating CD programs and you know sending them out. People would bring me or send in orders, and I would package them up myself, and I would bring them to the <laughs> post office, and I would send those things out. And and then as the online space started create, create, I started creating more online programs and also more programs with other organizations and apps and things like that that aren't you know that I've just collaborated with. And and um, and what I realized, and even in my private practice, because I have a small private practice um, and have a handful a handful of private clients, is what I realized is that um, once a week going to a therapist, which I'm, again, a therapist, which is, so it's, I'm, I'm not, not advocating for this type of support, but where change happens in our life is with frequency. And so, and we're, what we have proliferated over the last decade or 15 years is a whole lot of an incredible amount of information and programming that, that is everywhere. Um, and so it's almost overwhelming. And what happens is, is that people are left to their own devices typically to consume and change. It's much like reading a book. And you can find teachers and, um, and, and wonderful things through books and podcasts and programs and YouTube, and, you know, which, is really, which are all wonderful things. And what's needed is some sort of mentorship typically. We typically need three things to really facilitate change. We need the um, we need the education, but we need it in, in an experiential way. The reason is, and the reason that, that, that orange experience was so powerful for me was because um, it was an experience versus just a cognitive learning. That doesn't really do a lot when we just do cognitive learning. So we need to have experiences, and we also need to have mentorship, it's a lost art, this art of mentorship. If you look back in the world's history, world's wisdom traditions, or you look in the business world, like mentorship is a big thing. Anybody that comes, anyone that has the mindset of like, I need to do it alone, is missing the secrets that all the, the most successful people on the planet have taught us, if you look at it, and, and throughout history, which is we have a team typically around us that are supporting us so that when we fall, or when we get confused, we don't waste time trying to look for something. We can go directly to that person and say, how did you do it? What are the secrets you have? Or what was supportive to you? Or I have this issue. What, you know, and we can get those responses quicker so we can make more effective change. So we need that mentorship, someone who's a little further along the path than us. And we also need, just like my experience showed when I went back into my, into my job and I fell back into my old habits, we need to start creating an awareness of putting people around us 
that are wanting to live in that same integrity. That's it. So there's three things, experiential learning, mentorship, and, and um, people around us that are wanting to live with the same integrity. This doesn't matter whether you're wanting to learn the guitar or whether you're wanting to change addiction or whether you're wanting to, um, you know, learn to love yourself more uh, or be better at business, right? Those three things remain. And, and so what I decided to do was create a program that, had, that was a proven roadmap that I'd run before and I've seen hundreds of people go through and make like really important shifts and transformations and creating more internal confidence and being able to focus more what actually mattered in their life and starting to really enjoy life more. Um, and that it was full of experiential learning. What I realized what was missing in the past, what I hadn't done was created a frequency of mentorship and a frequency of community that really worked. And so in this particular program, what I've decided, what I did was I created that roadmap and then what we had, so people take, make some, um, a little bit of progress every day. And then what we have is I have two calls every week with everyone so they can access me. We can do, we can practice together. We can, um, uh, and we can start to go back and forth and I can work with them in a more personalized way to be able to more deeply integrate what they're learning. And these have been gold, absolute gold for people, because as you, it doesn't take long to learn something and then to forget it or not integrate it accurately. And, and so to be able to catch you when you're doing that and to be able to access me and other people, by the way, who are further along the path, this is the value of community, like real community, um, can get you back on the path and more deeply integrate it. So we make changes faster, more effectively, and it's a whole lot more fun because we're doing it together. And so that's well, what this whole program is about. Yeah. Well, you know, when I read about it, I'm more than an advocate since I've been doing group for over 30 years and the power of group is is really extraordinary for people. And I think people who are in individual therapy, um, that, that person's often the guide and mentor, and then connecting with an outside system that supports them, I think makes all the difference in the world. And we even have online, you know, support systems. But yours is is, is definitely geared to the recognition of mentorship connection and not feeling alone with it because when you feel alone with it it stays an intellectual opportunity rather than ever integrating it during the rougher time so let's let's give our listeners though a little bit of a clue that you you talk about this particular program has got to do with uncovering a tug of war now i found that so interesting um a brain tug of war. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, the, you know, this is what's happening moment to moment, to moment in our lives. I mean, we have a, and this is like the first thing that, that I talk about on the, on the landing page of this program, which is the, that um, we're wired, and many of your listeners may have heard this before, we're wired to, for our brain to pay attention to what's not right or what's wrong or what's fearful or what's wrong with us. And what it, the reason we're wired for that is because we need to survive and we need to proliferate as a species. And so this is like our underlying programming to pay attention to what's wrong or not right or what we can't do or, you know, so that it can fix the holes, it can plan, so it can make sure that we're still going to be able to survive. So it's going to kind of default to that. But meanwhile, because we're an evolved species, you know, at least I think we could say that, um, we also want to be happy. 
and we want to feel well, and we want to feel fulfilled, and we want to enjoy life, and we want all these things. So there's like this, this, um, you know, this this tug of war that's there between our mind uh, automatically reverting to what may not be right or what might not be right may not be right with us, and also this desire or this longing to be happy. So we can feel overwhelmed with, um, with life. And at the same time, we can, uh, realize that there's, there's something else. There's all these things and resources outside there that are telling me that I can, you know, that I can overcome this and I can find inner peace and I can, um, you know, learn to love life more. And, and so we're constantly, it's, it's as if we're just constantly going back and forth and we can't find that equanimity that's there. And equanimity means this sense of kind of balance inside, this internal balance. And we have a sense that no matter what comes my way, I'm going to be okay. Things come and go. And even the difficult moments are opportunities for learning. And I don't need to get hooked and stuck by them. Um, I put up this uh, in, in my social media. I think I did this on Instagram and on Facebook, I put up a, a little post that says, hey, these things can be equally true. You can be resilient and you can need a break. Mm-hmm. You can be courageous and you can feel scared. You know, you can, you, you can um, be kind and you can have boundaries with people. You know, well, we, can, we can practice self-care. Yeah. Well, so one of the things people will say, for instance, when because they don't stay in such a cognitive mode and and I'll share this and we'll come back on the other side of the break is okay so I know um, I'm going to um, I'm going to use breathing I'm going to go to a social affair I'm highly anxious I'm I feel like I'm a disaster at these affairs I feel like I never have anything good to say but I'm going to go anyway and inevitably when I go Um, I try breathing, but I get so anxious that I start drinking. And I hate how I am when I drink, but I can't break the cycle. And so one of the things that we we know is that there's a kind of frustration and a self-critique that goes on when I might know about a strategy and I might try to use it, but when I enter a group of people, Elijah, I'm on alert because I've had a history of being verbally abused by people. So I'm in a danger zone in my view, and when I'm in a danger zone, I feel so much anxiety that I want to run out, but instead of running out, I'll get a drink, but then I start to drink. So I'm going to leave that as our dilemma, but let's come back and consider how how we can think about this differently and how does a person break out of that cycle? What does this new program even offer? You've been listening to Psych Up Live. We're here with Dr. Elijah Goldstein and he's one of the world's preeminent mindfulness teachers. He's discussing with us a new program, Uncovering the Power Within. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Tune in every week for Making Action Happen, hosted by Sarah Blackhurst and Brian McCain. The program takes you inside Action 22, a Colorado-based community outreach organization established in 1999. The show focuses on public policies, both politically driven or not, which have ongoing and immediate impact on the Colorado community and the world. It doesn't matter where you are, you can make action happen. Listen Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. Mountain Time on Voice America Variety. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Attention veterans, are you ready to be your own boss? It's time to launch your own ideas into reality. Discover your clean writing style. Gear up with Marine Corps trained motivator, Christina Silva. Christina is a positive energy promoter with a special gift in connecting with innovators. Get the Military Heroes 411 and glean from experts every week by listening to The Christina Silva Show. We're educating our veterans live on The Christina Silva Show, live at 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now, back to Psych Up Live. Welcome back, folks. We're talking about applying new techniques in a whole new program to the tendency we all have to be on the alert for danger, especially if, in fact, in our lives we have faced some sort of trauma. And Elijah and I were just talking about the trauma people have faced in this last year and a half with the pandemic. That being said, the question, I gave him an example of someone who is trying very hard to use mindfulness, is trying to use breathing, But when this person puts himself in a situation with other people, he's on high alert. He's back in trauma. And at that point, he cannot access any kind of constructive techniques. He goes right to drinking. So let's talk about that situation and how a program could help him or how you would help him. Let's just name trauma is is anything that, tells that is in a really aversive experience that the brain wants to avoid. And so, you know, the uh, falling into depression, having panic attacks, actually having some kind of physical or deep mental abuse that's happened in the past, or this, or this kind of fear of not being able to get, um, you know, live again or be alive as the, has happened for a lot of people in the, in the pandemic puts, creates this little monitor in our brain that's looking for, 
um, thoughts, emotions, sensations, or actions that remind them that, that this thing could be happening again. And when that happens, all the blood flow in your brain retracts to the central region of your brain, the amygdala, and um, you no longer have access to the prefrontal region, which is about like having emotion regulation and impulse control and, um, and having perspective on things. So all the things that you read and learn and this type of stuff, when, that, when your body goes into that really deep fight, flight, freeze response, um, you just don't have access to those. And I'll give you an example of this. That's a little lighter example, than, but you can parlay it to people in their addictive behaviors um, or um, different trauma reactions. I was just on a call. One of the one of the, we do two calls a week again in this Uncover the Power Within program, and we were on a call this morning. And a woman said, um, "You know, I I've, I've just started the program. I'm in it. And what happened to me was last night. I was there with my kids. They were, you know, they're in the mid twenties, and we were going out to dinner. And um, I'd failed to make a uh, an appointment with." Um, the reservation or whatever. And we got there and we couldn't get a table and everyone was fighting because they were hungry. And there I was saying, I'm learning this new stuff and I can't even access it. What's wrong with me? And, um, and then she fell into a shame spiral. Next day, she has a call with us and we talk about it. So here's what happened. In those moments, that's right. You don't have access to your perspective. However, with that said, you can begin to build a bridge. And this takes time. So how do we do that? So our brain has a certain conditioning. And over time, we start learning that there's ways to engage our body. For example, one of the very first things and foundations of being able to unwind this for ourselves, unwind this type of reactivity, is to practice uh, being on the lookout for that, some tastes of that reactivity throughout the day. And what that means is we have a nervous system. It's our brain that wraps around our spine and goes out through our arms and hands, and those are nerves, and those nerves are connected to muscles. So when we get nervous, you can think of it like this, the nerves get activated, and they pull back on the muscles, and so blood flow goes into the muscles, and it's pulling back on the muscles, so that's why we get really tense, right? When we say, oh, I'm really tense right now, that's what's happening. So you're, 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 the fight, flight, freeze response is beginning in that moment. And so we get really tense because it's getting you ready to either fight, flee, or freeze. And so what we want to do is say, okay, so I can train my brain now in the moments when I'm not activated, let's say, to be on the lookout for when my body begins to tense. This is one of the very first things we learn and uncover the power within. And, and what we do is, and, and I just want to allow myself to begin to soften those muscles or begin to relax those muscles, or begin to open up that part of the body. Because what does that do? That then releases the nerves a little bit and sends a signal back up to the brain that hmm, maybe I'm okay. Oh, maybe I can handle this. I'm going to be okay. So we start by building small, just like with any habit. So it's not as if in the next day when you have an implosive moment, you're expected to be able to remember that. That's just not the way our brain works. But so what happens is after we do something that we look back and say, I wish I could have handled that differently. And this is exactly what we, we talked about on the call today. We look back on that moment and say, okay, so with what I'm learning or with what I know, um, what could I have included or done differently? And so what we're trying to do there is now pair the, the memory of the experience with the things that we're learning. So we're creating a link. Mm -hmm. So as we practice and repeat that, so the, the lesson here was it's just as important 
to reflect back on the difficult moment that we had and then consider what would, what would it have been like if I included this or what were my needs in that moment or whatever we're learning, right? So we can link the memory with the new learning. And when that experience in our nervous system begins to come up again, as we continually do that, it's more likely that the, the linking of the memory will arouse that insight that's there and make it more retrievable in the future. So, and this takes practice and repetition and patience. And the reason that's important is because in order to have that kind of commitment for that practice and repetition to really begin to unwind that and feel that sense of mastery, it happens a whole lot more effectively if you have mentorship. I mean, look at Alcoholics Anonymous, things like that. Let me just ask you before before you go to mentorship. Wait, Elijah. So give us the actual or a possible strategy that the person could use to loosen up the muscles and resend the message that, whoa, whoa, I may not be in danger. Exactly what would you be suggesting or give our listeners the strategy? Share that with us. Is it breathing? Is it deep breathing? Is it, what would you actually suggest as the strategy to pair up with the memory of the panic situation? There's two things that I, I just want to, I'll, I'll bring back what I had said, which was the first thing, which was be on the lookout throughout the day when your body's tensing mm-hmm. and literally lo- loosen those muscles. So when that's happening, that's, that's your practice. That's the, that's its initial practice. So like loosening if you're feeling stressed in the, how are you loosening, loosening like, like, like rolling your shoulders or beginning to uh, stretch out your arm if it's in your chest so you can loosen the, the areas along your arm and your chest. So you're doing stretch, gentle stretches, or sometimes just taking a deep breath can just soften the muscles. Mm-hmm. Like we can just do that with our mind. These are different ways that we can begin to loosen. Some other ways we can loosen is to put on some music and dance. Mm-hmm. Some other ways we can loosen is to clench the face and then soften it or clench our, that part of the body and soften it, like we might do in something called progressive relaxation. Mm-hmm. Um, these are different ways of just loosening your muscles. And also, by the way, when you're doing that, who's in control? Right. You're in control, right? You're in that right. space between stimulus and response. So you're telling your mind, like, oh, okay, I can handle this. I can be in control. With practice and rep, and we say repetition is the mother of mastery. So mm-hmm. we, with repetition, we can get better and better at this. So that's the mm-hmm. loosening. Then that's, So that was the first point. Just do that as a practice throughout the day. The second point is when you fall into those moments that create shame for you or that, that you, in other words, you look back and say, why didn't I handle that differently? Look right. at the things I'm learning or, or for other people here who aren't even in any program and they just feel like they know things from reading books and mm-hmm. podcasts or listening to this right now. And, um, and they look back and say, uh, I should have known that. I should have known better is the common <laughs> Right. Which doesn't go anywhere, right? This makes us feel bad. And actually, the, the, uh, the area of shame, it lights up the same area of the brain as, as, as stress. So we're just pouring more stress on top of the stress that's already there, which doesn't help us. So instead, what we're saying is, as a practice, look back onto that moment. Remember what it was like, right? So your memory can create a physical feeling. Like if you remember a moment of sadness, you might get sad, some a loss of somebody. If you're a member of joy, you might feel warmth in your body and a smile. That, none of that's happening right now, those memories, but you can create that in yourself. So just by remember, that's how powerful our brain is. So 
we can look back onto that moment that happened as an example I gave, like the moment last night, and, um, and remember the tension and the confusion that was there. And then we can say, we can say, okay, how was my body feeling back then, last night? And you might remember the tension that was there. You might say, okay, what, what was it, what, from what I'm learning, what could I have done in that moment? And so what this woman had said was, she, she had said like, okay, so from what I'm learning, what I could have done is notice my body. I could have just allowed that to soften within the chaos that was happening. You know, if I, if I knew what I know now, right? So we're just, we're pairing. We're not saying you should have known that. We're saying what we're trying to do is link what you're knowing now into that moment so we can link those experiences together. And she said, I would have softened my body. I would have taken a deep breath. And I would have tried to insert some humor. That's what she said. And Great. so, um, and, and the mindset there is, let me, let me try this and see what happens. Maybe I insert some humor and it falls short and, or maybe it works. And, you know, but meanwhile, you're at, you're a little bit outside. You're no longer directly in the, um, conditioned reaction. There's a part of you that's a little bit more in control now because you're choosing a response. What I love about it is you now reframed the experience and instead of going into a spiral, as you say, of shame or what's wrong with me, this is typical, you've now go, ah, I have an opportunity to now practice with this and see. Now curiosity is added into the mix, which is great because it reduces anxiety. Let me see if I can think about it and try the loosening, try the, you know, um, putting on my favorite music, try the, um, the, the um, uh, stretching, etc. try reading something that's very funny to me, try prayer, try whatever. So you then see the, the um, problem situation as an opportunity rather than another example of you being unacceptable. That is exactly it. And that's exactly what came up on this call. That's exactly... Mm-hmm. The thing, it's a learn, we have a, we're trying to encourage that growth mindset, which is like mm-hmm. obstacles are inevitable. I, I'm going to screw up. That's inevitable, right? Whatever way we want to say it. And that's just part of my conditioning right now. But if I can, if I can use it as an opportunity to learn from it, then what I'm building is this ability to be my own teacher and to learn to trust myself that I can handle this because I'm, I'm building this and I'm having, and a key thing is here, I'm having patience with it. I don't need to make this fix overnight. I'm on a path right. right now to building these inner resources and strengths, and I have a new mindset around it. And, you know, it's like Rumi says, for those of you, those of you who are listening or familiar with Rumi, um, the 13th century Sufi poet who said, you know, with his poem, this being human is a guest house. He says, this being human is a guest house. Every <laughs> morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, a momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. And then he says, welcome and entertain them all. Because at the end of his poem, he says, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. In other words, each has been sent as a teacher. So this experience that I had where I screwed, I felt like I screwed up last night and I wish I could have done better and this and that, I fell into the shame spiral. Once we step outside of it, it's the next day. We can look back on it as a teaching opportunity for ourselves because I'm on this path to learn to get better and better with this. And I have patience over time. I have the right support. I have the right program. I have like this type of thing. And I can make, I can really make this happen for myself. Mm, it's terrific. It's terrific. And, you know, one of the things that you say overall in this program is our brain actually is wired for us to survive. 
it doesn't necess- it's not necessarily wired for us to be happy. So we sort of have to know how to use those aspects of ourselves to our best advantage. We need to survive, but we want to do more than survive. And, and so this new learning that people can take on and take charge of and share with others becomes incredibly important. I was wondering if I think the example that you just gave with that that the the lady who called in to your group now has some options to bridge the her situation with. Maybe if you can give our listeners some you call them superpowers in your new program, some home techniques um, that fuel our superpowers, like you talk about relaxing the nervous system, combating the distraction that we all have. Um, can we speak about a few of these? Yeah, we we have. So first, the first thing that I I want to just um, sure in, in describing these superpowers, like why why do we even need them? Is because it's first we want to give ourselves perspective that whatever change you want to make in your life, again, whether it's whether it has to do with shoring up your confidence around speaking, or whether it has to do with um, be feeling like you want to become a better you know, a better parent or whether it has to do with, again, learning guitar or, or learning how to just re- learning how to really transform your bad habits into things that are more healthy and can help you flourish. Um, it's a, there's a change journey to that. And that's the first thing we really want to recognize because we get, otherwise we get derailed really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, we have great intentions. We get excited by new things and we buy a program or we, you know, find a new podcast or whatever it might be. And, and what happens is we get really excited and then something happens. We get sick or it, it's hard, harder than I thought, or maybe I wasn't able to take advantage of as much as I wanted to. So my progress is really slow or something like that. And then our, our brain comes up and says, see, I told you this isn't for you or you can't do this or maybe this works for so-and-so, but it's not for you. Or, and then, you know, that's, that's, to, that's that survival brain of trying to point out the holes so you don't, you know, fall deeper and we buy into it because we think we're we're thought we're, we think we're our thoughts typically, and and um, and then we get derailed. But what happens is this change journey. If you were to peel the lens back, if I could show you a visual of it, what it is is we go up, then we go down. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that we get stuck, and there's no line of change that goes straight up for very 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 right. few people in this on this planet, right? And we go down, but that that down moment is that teacher we've been talking about. And if we can use it like that, then we go back up a little higher and expect that you're going to fall down again. Expect mm. you're going to have a hard moment, right? Elijah, and we're going so to have to take a break. Okay, I, I'm. I apologize for interrupting at this point because you're at such a good, <laughs> did such a good section. Yeah. But we'll come back. We'll get to and, those powers from we, there after the break. Yeah, yeah. We'll get right there. You've been listening to Psych Up Live. We're so fortunate to have with us Elijah Goldstein. He's really giving us some of the ingredients from his new program, Uncover the Power Within. Stay with us. Much more to come. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. 
From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now, back to Psych Up Live. Hi, folks. Welcome back. Um, Dr. Elijah Goldstein was just describing for us that the journey to integrate some really powerful tools that will help us not move into the fight flight anxious position it's it's not a linear journey you want to pick up from here elijah yeah my the point of bringing that bringing that up and if you're just tuning in it was just this, i was show, showing this graph of of how things are kind of up and down or along the along the path of change and that we want to use, we want to be able to use the down moments as opportunities to build strength so that we can stay consistent and, and, um, and even, even be stronger along the path. And so these strengths, so now I'll kind of get into, I wanted to lay that out to get into what these are. So some of these powers that we have is the first power that, um, we have to understand is directly related to our nervous system, which is directly related to what we were talking about before that tug of war between the survival part of us and the part of us that wants to be happier. Um, <laughs> and so, which is that the survival part is a lot faster and more primitive and um, it's, we can't, we can't control it arising, but we can learn how to heal it and we can learn how to respond to it differently so that we're more in control. And so the first strength we want to do is be able to learn how to really relax and while being awake in our lives, so being having energy while being relaxed at the same time allows us to feel more in control of our nervous system as a foundation. So that that's one of the first superpowers that we want to build because it's so basic and foundational to our physical body and everything that has to do with stress, which is also at the foundation for mental health issues, for physiological disease. And so if we can learn to be... Um, 
to create more of a mastery around our nervous system and stress, that's one of our first superpowers that we want to be able to take hold of. And we already talked about some ways earlier about how to begin to intervene with that and create mastery around it. Um, another superpower that I'll highlight here is um, the ability to have more deeper presence and, um, and stability of mind. Why is that important, mm-hmm. and especially in these times? Because now more than ever, our, 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 we become more addicted to stimulation and our, as a culture, and our brain is more used to having more tabs open than ever before. And if, if we know computers, we know that when you have a ton of tabs open, I tell my kids this all the time, they're like, my computer's running so slow. And I'm like, well, it's a new computer, but um, you have, it looks like you have a hundred tabs open, literally. <laughs> and if you close them, those are eating up the memory. And if you close some of them, it might run a little bit more efficiently. And so we're literally, we literally have a lot of those happening. So if we learn how to create more stability of mind, so we're attending to the things that matter versus all the things just grabbing our attention, learn to create some more boundaries around that and learn to develop the, this isn't a cognitive thing. This is a, um, this is a different part of our brain that controls this, a deeper presence so that it's more embodied. We're going to be more grounded and we're going to have more of a sense of control over what we're actually attending to. And, and, if you, and many of you know, this is no longer the information age. This is the attention economy. Everybody's, uh, your attention is, worth a whole lot of money. And so there's a whole lot of money pulling your attention, like that, that's been studied to be able to figure out how to pull your attention in different directions. So we're kind of going against the stream here, but we have to, but this is so important to be able to develop this. Has everything to do with um, feeling more connected in your relationships, looking back on life and saying like, I was actually there um, and feeling like you have a greater sense of control, focus over what matters so you can be more effective, productive, successful in the work that you do. So that's another superpower. I'll, when, I'll, when you say uh, that, I just up. wanted yeah. to mention, I think yeah. people will probably relate to the fact this is my experience. I could be in a calm state thinking about something I'm going to do, I'm going to write, bing, it starts, I get a message on the phone, bing, I get a, I get a text, someone sends them immediately, both cognitively and neurophysiologically, you're off, you're off where you were before. And so to protect, as you say, your focus and your presence with where you want to be, I think is even adds to the relaxing of your nervous system. The moment you're able to step outside of that um, autopilot that's there is a moment that you can do what we talked about before, which is begin to kind of soften your body. And you you stepped outside of it. That's a moment. Typically what happens for a lot of people is, and this is my experience too, is once you've stepped outside of that, that what, what's, what you're engaged with that's keeping you tight and, and tense, step outside of it for a moment, there's this big breath that happens. You watch yeah. out, look out for it in your daily life. If you, once you name something that's happened, like, oh, I'm in the middle of this stressful thing, or I'm, I'm really kind of scrolling so much on my phone, and you to step outside of it because you notice you're doing it, you recognize it, and you just sit up, you'll notice your body go through, the, have this big breath. And it, that's, mm-hmm. what that is, is that's a release. That's your nervous system automatically releasing. And, um, and we have this power to do that and get better and better at it. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was a great example. Susan. That was perfect. Um, another, another one that's a superpower is uh, when we are caught in those lower regions, 
And typically for most people, and you know this, when you, if you tried to create an exercise program for yourself and you're yo-yoing with that or yo-yoing with your eating or, um, or um, just you can't make the changes you want to make, it just doesn't seem to stick, is we get, we're really susceptible to the self-critical mind and the part of our mind that's doubting us, doubting mm. the possibility, and we get caught in this fixed mindset. And, um, or developing a meditation practice or whatever the idea is. And, um, and to be able to learn how to remediate that impulse to criticize yourself or to doubt the future, to really see that as the survival brain ar- arising to try and keep you safe. And to be able to learn somatic work, to be able to be able to name, again, naming things naming our emotions or naming how we're feeling physically brings more blood flow to your prefrontal region. There's plenty of science out of that at UCLA and other institutions that show that. And, and that, and when we bring more blood flow to the prefrontal region, we're more in control. And so when we, if we're able to do that, we can say like, wow, this is a tough moment right now. I'm in this, I'm at the bottom of that graph right now, or I'm at, I'm at a lower point on that graph right now. I can feel it. There's shame here. There's upset, there's agitation, there's sadness. And then the question is like, wow, this is part of the human experience. Oh, I saw that graph. I heard about Elijah talk about that on, you know, on, on that great podcast and show. And, and, um, this is what this is. Oh, I'm not alone in this, which creates a safety net for you. That, that sense of connection is, is booing for many of us. And then we say, okay, so in this space, now that I'm aware, what is it that I'm actually needing right now? That's called a moment of self-compassion, which is a Mm -hmm. recognition that we're struggling with the inclination to want to support ourselves. But it's a very simple process to bring ourselves through that and to create more mastery around that means we're going to turn those lower moments instead of moments that are going to hook us away and keep us stuck into moments of growth that allow us to then rise back up and say, wow, I'm actually in more control. This is actually a good moment right now. I'm creating a strength. So all of a sudden you've moved up on that graph and you're in a different place. And so that's another very important superpower to go deep on and, and to begin to build into your nervous system as an implicit bias that you have towards those difficult moments. Mm. That's terrific. And if you're human, no matter where you are, you're going to have those moments. So having the techniques and the tools and the self-compassion to name the feeling and then move beyond it. And even just naming it, as you say, and accepting it for the moment is a tool in and of itself. These are all these, are all these incredible superpowers. And what we want to do is we, wanna, we want to embed them in our nervous system. And what I mean by that is we want them to be more of the autopilot. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll, just, I'll just say this, that a lot of people in like the field of mindfulness or other areas, even the field of psychology, say what we want to learn how to do is, is, is learn how to respond instead of react. Mm-hmm. And so what, but, but what that's missing, what that's saying is missing, is we're always reacting, and we don't want to stop reacting. Reacting is a part of being human. That's just what we're going to do, so we can't do that. But what we, we can't do is we can learn to train a healthier more resilient um, type of reactivity that is going to help us uh, be design our lives, design our mind and lives in a way that's more in line with our North star where we want to head and can Mm -hmm. help us get there more effectively and more efficiently. Terrific. And so these are the kind of things that 
you say are part of a program where you add some important things, a guide who helps you on the trail, that would be you, a group of people who are also journeying, who are able to support each other. And I think it is so, correct me if this is different than the experience, but people feel so much better when someone else in a group says, I felt the same way. All of a sudden, I couldn't even Mm -hmm. think of one way to relax. So that then, you know, they are part of a tribe that are all learning these skills together. And it becomes a very, very powerful experience. I can't tell you the value of being able to have people that are a little further along the path than you so that you Mm -hmm. could ask a question and you get that I'm, you know, I'm not alone feeling. And you also get a response that might be supportive that helps you shortcut all the searching and reading and things like that that you're doing because you have direct access to somebody and other people that uh, with a certain, with with a level of frequency um, that can help you make the pivot sooner that you need to make. And when, when, when I, when I say mentorship um, aside from that, I, I'm, I really want to be clear that all mentorship is not the same frequency of mentorship really matters. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to have Mm -hmm. access to somebody um, in this case, in this program, would be me and these people where you could um, get on a get on a call and ask a question and get a response, or pop something in and get something very soon. That's that's again a response with something that you're needing, or a learning, or a lesson, or a suggestion, or something like that that might be really helpful. Um, really helps us make the shifts we want to make sooner. Even though there's a patience around it, of course, um, but it's there's no value you can put on that. It's it's completely invaluable. Mm. So, so tell our listeners how would they learn more about the program and and even all your your books are are just amazing. How how do people find you online? The new program, your books, your YouTube's. Tell us about that. The quickest way to to do it is if you just go to elishagoldstein dot com e l i s h a g o l d s t e i n dot com, and you'll see there's a on there there's a little um, box there that says uncover the power within. Um, you can go in there. There's a, I have a free guide for the five keys to happiness, which is also really valuable if you want to kind of just enjoy that. Um, and then um, underneath that, there's a, a little button there for uncover the power within, which lays out a whole explanation for that. I mean, I interview everyone personally um, to make sure that to, to understand better where they are and where their goals. And if, if this program and my support can help fill that gap, because um, that's really important. That's the kind of culture we're creating here is one that's curated and intentional. Um, so that's the kind of energy that you're in. Everyone's very committed to the shifts they want to make. Um, but that's the fastest way, ElishaGoldstein.com. If you want to go to my YouTube channel, just go to YouTube and, and type in Elisha Goldstein PhD, and you'll find it there. Make sure to subscribe. That allows you to um, you know, make sure you see the videos come up for you when, when they arise weekly. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, those are different ways. Okay, Elijah, I want to thank you for coming back to Psych Up Live. It's been such a privilege to have you and for your tireless work. It's been years and years that you've been really inviting people to embrace the power within. So thank you again for being our guest today. I want to thank my listeners. Remember, you can hear this and any prior show as a podcast 
by 6 p.m. Eastern. It'll also it'll be a podcast on every one of the platforms, iPhones, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple, Google Play. Please check it out. Pass it on to other people. Remember to drop me a comment or a question at radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Until next week, please be safe. Thanks and be listening. Thank you for tuning in to Psych Up Live. Please join Dr. Suzanne Phillips for another edition of our programming next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be well and be listening.